If you know you have a problem, there's no time like the present to fix it, right? But apparently that's not the case when it comes to software security in enterprises. The average number of days to fix software flaws was at 59 days in the first Veracode State of Software Security report from 10 years ago. Today, it's jumped to 171 days in the latest 2019 version. While typical median fix times haven't gotten worse in 10 years, in fact, they remained about the same, security debt is getting much deeper. The median time to remediate for applications scanned 12 or fewer times a year, less than once a month, on average stands at 68. In this episode, we'll discuss relevance of the findings on median TTR and where organizations may stand when it comes to their own security debt. I'm joined by Chris Ng, Chief Research Officer with Veracode. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Joan. Good to be here. Great. Now, let's dive right in. While typical median fix times haven't gotten worse in 10 years, that security debt is getting much deeper. Why hasn't it improved, and why is security debt piling up? Well, by definition, security debt is piling up because we're creating vulnerabilities in code faster than we fix them. And it's getting worse because we are building more software than ever before, and we're becoming more dependent on software to run our businesses. Developers aren't yet treating security as a subset of quality. So while an engineering manager may require feature regressions or other bugs to be fixed before accepting or shipping code, they are not treating security bugs in the same way. And most of development teams don't address security bugs in a consistent and routine fashion, so it builds up over time. It's like as if you were to ignore your credit card bills every month and, or only make the small monthly payments, which we know is irresponsible. We don't treat security debt the same way. And luckily for developers, accumulating security debt is not going to affect their credit reports, but it's still going to build up in their app over time. So the research also finds that most flaws do get fixed eventually, but it's the eventually that's the kicker there. Do developers fix things a lot faster when flaws are more severe, or is it based on exploitability? You would think it would be one of those. If you had a pile of security bugs and you asked a security person what to fix first, they'd consider the severity as well as the exposure to the business. If you had the same bug in an internal-facing or external-facing application, the external-facing one would be more exposed, so you'd fix that first. Or if you had the same bug in two applications, but one application handles more sensitive data, then obviously that one would be more important to fix first. When you look at what gets prioritized in the real world, that type of analysis just doesn't seem to be happening. And so we looked at a number of different factors, including severity, flaw category, exploitability, the business criticality of the application, and a few others. And we wanted to find some correlations between those factors and the fixed behavior. And what I will tell you is that it's nowhere close to what a security expert would like to see. Okay, and let's dig into that a little bit more and walk through some of the findings. One of the revelations is that flaws considered to be of the most high severity get addressed most expediently. What else can you tell us about that? So to some degree, yes. Very high severity flaws, which is our highest level, they do get fixed faster than high severity flaws. But then medium severity also gets fixed faster than high severity, which doesn't make sense at all. More importantly than that, there is this long tail effect. So a bunch of the charts in the report illustrate fixed behavior by showing how long it takes to close 25% of 
50% and 75% of flaws. And so when you break that down into the different groups of, of severities, you see that all the severities reach the 25% closed mark pretty quickly within a couple of weeks. So that holds for you know very highs all the way down to very lows. But then, regardless of severity, the 50% mark is more than 50 days out, and the 75% mark is even worse. Even for the highest severity flaws, it takes nearly 200 days to reach that point. So you know, that's showing that, that that distinction is not really being made, that the highest severity stuff is not really getting prioritized to the extent that, that, we, that we would expect. And we saw similar behavior patterns when we grouped those flaws by exploitability or by business criticality or by flaw category. We saw a quick start to the 25% closed mark and then extremely long tails across the board. In no case did we ever stumble upon like, oh, you know, when this combination of factors happens, then developers really treat those flaws with a sense of urgency. It's just, you know, we're not seeing that, that urgency in, in, in any combination of factors that we would expect. Unfortunately, what we did find is that younger flaws, so those discovered most recently, are more likely to be fixed than older flaws, which suggests there's, there's kind of a recency bias. In other words, developers are more, more likely to fix flaws that were just found. And so we found that there's a 22% chance a flaw will get fixed within a month of being discovered, and then a 10% chance during the second month, and it just gets worse from there. It gets lower and lower. So this recency bias is good for us to understand, but it's also completely nonsensical. Like, why would you spend your, your limited bandwidth that you have to fix bugs fixing something unimportant that was discovered today versus something important that was discovered a month ago? And you know that kind of thing drives security folks crazy because we know that you only have a limited amount of time, and when you want you as a developer to spend it on the right the right things. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, now the report also offers an interesting view combining fixed rate and median TTR for flaw categories. Can you break that down for us? Sure. So we have this one chart in the report, it's Figure Twenty Eight in the report, and it plots fixed behavior on two axes. So on one axis, you have the fixed rate, what percentage of flaws in that category get fixed ever. And then on the other axis, we have median time to remediation, or how long does it take for 50% of the flaws in that category to get fixed. And what we end up with is four quadrants, which we're labeling targeted, prioritized, deferred, or neglected. Prioritized flaws are fixed quickly and almost to completion. Targeted flaws are fixed quickly, but only certain ones of them get fixed, so it's kind of sporadic. Deferred flaws are fixed slowly and almost to completion. And then neglected flaws are fixed slowly and sporadically. And so visually, if you look at that chart, you see a lot of them clustered up in that neglected section, and some in the targeted area too, which targeted sounds kind of good, but you know when you remember, it means that it's done quickly, but sporadically. It's not exactly where you want to want to get. So as we continue to neglect so many flaws, that contributes to building up that security debt that we were talking about. And some applications end up building so much debt that they just you know, never get out from under it. A quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Veracode. Chris, what takeaways do we want listeners to leave with today based on these findings? Well, we know that developers don't have unlimited time to fix security bugs. 
so they should spend the time they have fixing the most important things. And that's just not what they're doing today. They're focusing on the most recent findings instead of the findings that are highest severity or highest exploitability or the ones that present the most risk to the business. We don't know why this is, right? We can, we can see what's happening, but we don't know exactly why it's happening in each organization. There may be different reasons. It may be you know, cultural. There may be different processes. But what we do know is that it's counterintuitive and suboptimal, and it could be a lot better from a security person's perspective. So as a security practitioner, we have to really figure out why this is happening in our individual organizations with our individual application teams and try and get them to prioritize the things that matter more. And what we would eventually like to see is that, you know, the, the very high severity flaws get fixed faster and maybe don't have quite as long of a tail, whereas the low severity flaws, okay, that's fine. They, maybe there's a long tail there. They're not as important. But if the higher, the more important things are getting fixed, then that would be a win. So we have to work on, on, on how we help developers understand the, the right priorities. And I think developers need to start thinking about security debt as something that gets worse over time. It, it's largely invisible if you're not paying attention to it, but it does creep up on you and, and build up. So it's something that developers need to be increasingly aware of in the same way that they are definitely aware of technical debt that they might build into the architecture of an application. So it's just you know, kind of shifting that concept to the notion of security. I think also I would add that you know, everything I've said today sounded pretty negative, so I'll also mention that we did discover some strategies around scanning frequency and scanning cadence that, that may help companies prevent security debt from building up, and all that is covered in the report and probably a different episode of this podcast. So there is some good news that comes out of this. It's, it's, not, all, it's not all gloomy. Well, that is good to hear because security managers always need good news, don't they? <laughs> we sure do. All right, that is all our time today. I want to thank Chris Ng for joining us. And you can check out Vericode.com for more information about flaw fix rates and how your organization can address them. For IDG and Vericode, I'm Joan Goodchild. reminder that you can find more episodes of A Hard Look at Software Security in the podcast section of CSO Online, also available through the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with its sponsor, Vericode.